One of the more popular topics in Bible prophecy is the mark of the beast. The Bible says surprisingly little about this mark, yet people have many questions about it. What can we know for sure about the mark? And what has God chosen not to reveal? That's our topic now on Foreshadows Report. Thank you for listening to this episode of Foreshadows Report. This is Steve Miller. Each week, we take time to dig into Scripture and understand the times in which we live. As we study Bible prophecy, we learn about God's plans for the future. And as we see the finish line ahead of us, we are given encouragement and hope that helps us to persevere through whatever hardships we face today. So together, let's keep watch and find hope as we study God's Word. Scripture gives us very little information about the mark of the beast. Unfortunately, this lack of details has led some people to engage in all kinds of speculation about the mark. And this speculation has led to a lot of confusion. That's why it's so vital for us to be careful. We need to examine what Scripture says and what it doesn't say when it comes to this mark. For example, in the past, People have wondered if social security numbers or credit cards have something to do with the mark of the beast. More recently, with the advent of computer microchips that can be surgically implanted under the skin, some have suggested this technology may serve as the antichrist way of marking people. And in the wake of all the controversies about COVID vaccines and mandates, some people have suggested that the vaccines have a connection to the mark of the beast. There are also people who have tried to guess the identity of the beast. They look for clues that they believe reveal the identity of the Antichrist. In Revelation 13, 18, we read that his number is 666. All through the ages, people have tried to connect this number to famous individuals, and every one of these guesses has been proven to be wrong. In a moment, we'll learn why that is the case. Before we look to what Scripture says and doesn't say about the mark, I want to state two important points. One, when the Bible says very little about something, it's for a reason. We need to trust God on this. If He wanted us to know more, He would have revealed more, but He hasn't. And two, the fact that so many people in the past have been proven wrong on their speculations about the mark, ought to make us proceed with caution. This is all the more reason for us to put up guardrail and distinguish between what we can know for certain and what we just don't know. What's sad is that incorrect speculations about Bible prophecy have caused a lot of confusion. The result is that there are many Christians and non-Christians who have come to view Bible prophecy in a negative light. This ends up giving Bible prophecy a bad name, and it reflects negatively on Christianity and even on God himself. This leads many people to shy away from the subject of Bible prophecy or to conclude that the Bible and Christianity are not credible. So that we can avoid entering the realm of speculation, 
Let's take a closer look now at what Scripture clearly tells us about the mark of the beast and what it doesn't say. A good starting point is the fact that the Antichrist right-hand person, the false prophet, is the one who will require people to take the mark. Revelation 13.16 says, It, that is the false prophet, it causes all, both small and great, both rich and poor, both free and slave, to be marked. And in verses 16 through 18, we're also told the location of the mark, the reason for it, and the fact it is called the number of the beast. Here's what we read in that passage. It causes all to be marked on the right hand or the forehead, so that no one can buy or sell unless he has the mark, that is, the name of the beast or the number of its name. This calls for wisdom. Let the one who has understanding calculate the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man, and his number is 666. So the location is on the right hand or the forehead. The reason is so that those who take the mark can buy and sell, and those who don't have the mark cannot. We're told clearly that the mark refers to the name of the beast or the number of its name. We can know these three facts with certainty. Then, in Revelation 14, verses 9 and 10, we read about the consequences of taking this mark. If anyone worships the beast and its image and receives a mark on his forehead or his hand, he will also drink the wine of God's wrath. He will be tormented with fire and sulfur. Those who take this mark will face judgment. Revelation 16.2 repeats the warning that God will pour out judgment on those who accept the mark. This tells us that to take the mark is a final decision. It is irreversible. Those who take the mark will be making a very clear declaration that they have chosen to reject God. Later, in Revelation 19.20, we are told that both the beast and the false prophet deceived those who had received the mark of the beast. They will deceive people into taking the mark. And verse 20 tells us the punishment that God will impose on the beast and the false prophet. They will be thrown alive into the lake of fire. And finally, in Revelation 20, verse 4, we read about the fate of those who during the tribulation refused to take the mark. Here's what the Apostle John wrote. I saw the souls of those who had been beheaded for the testimony of Jesus and for the word of God, and for those who had not worshipped the beast or its image, and had not received its mark on their foreheads or hands. This tells us that anyone who refuses to take the mark, anyone who refuses to vow loyalty to the Antichrist, will be put to death. To not have the mark is an automatic death sentence. Everything we can know about the mark of the beast is stated in the passages I've just mentioned. Anything that goes beyond those passages, that goes beyond what we are told in those, takes us into the dangerous realm of conjecture. Using these few passages as our guardrail, what can we know with certainty? And what has God chosen to remain hidden. Let's start with what Scripture reveals. 1. The mark of the beast will be mandatory. 
Revelation 13.16 says, A false prophet will cause all to take it. Two, the mark will indicate a person's loyalty to the Antichrist. Notice that Revelation 14.9 makes the connection between worshipping the Antichrist and receiving his mark. Three, according to Revelation 13.17, the mark will be required for anyone who wants to buy or sell. Four, those who refuse the mark will be forbidden from carrying out any kind of financial transaction. This will be a deliberate effort to make it impossible for anyone who rejects the mark to survive. Five, as Revelation 20 verse 5 says, those who refuse the mark will be put to death. They will be among the tribulation martyrs. Sixth, because the mark will be taken by those who agree to worship the Antichrist, it will serve as evidence that the person who receives the mark has made a deliberate and irreversible decision to reject God. This is consistent with the warnings in Revelation 14 verses 9 and 10 and Revelation 16 2 that those who have the mark will face God's wrath. Seventh, notice carefully the words of Revelation 13 16. The mark will be placed on the right hand or the forehead. This is very important to note. The mark will be visible on the hand or forehead. The language here does not talk about the mark as something that is hidden from view. While it's possible that a chip or some other high-tech device will be used for the purpose of tracking people and their financial transactions, the mark itself will be visibly placed on the person. The primary purpose of the mark is to be a visible means of confirming that someone is loyal to the Antichrist. Eighth, the Greek word translated mark is similar in meaning to the English words tattoo and brand. This is consistent with the fact the mark will be on the person and not inside. Ninth, Revelation 13.17 clearly states the mark is said to be the name of the beast or the number of its name. It will identify the Antichrist in some way. We're not given much information here. Here are the exact words of Revelation 13.18. This calls for wisdom. Let the one who has understanding calculate the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man, and his number is 666. This is a clue for figuring out the mystery about the number. But the mystery is not revealed in this passage or anywhere else in Scripture. And that's how we've ended up with so many wild speculations about the meaning. If Scripture were clear, then we wouldn't have so many opinions about what this means. I personally agree with the prophecy teachers who say this passage is not meant to make clear sense to us today. Rather, there will be things that happen during the tribulation that enable Christians alive during that time to figure out the identity of the Antichrist. I believe the number of the beast is a mystery that won't be revealed until the tribulation. I say that because the Antichrist will not rise until after the tribulation begins. We see something similar with the book of Daniel. In Daniel 12.4, an angel tells Daniel, Shut up the words and seal the book until the time of the end. There are prophecies in Daniel that haven't made sense to Christians for many centuries. But because we are now drawing closer to the end times, there are things in Daniel 
that make more sense to us because of what we see happening in the world today. Likewise, there are Bible teachers who say that some information about the Antichrist and his mark won't be revealed until the tribulation. Tenth, based on the chronology of the book of Revelation, we know that the false prophet's command for people to take the mark will not happen until the second half of the tribulation. This mark will not exist before the rapture, and it will not exist during the first half of the tribulation. Instead, during the first half, the Antichrist will still be rising to power. It won't be until he is dictator of the whole world that he will have the authority to impose the mark on everyone. So this event will take place somewhere from the midpoint of the tribulation onward. Those are the bare facts we can glean from Scripture itself. Now let's turn our attention to what God did not reveal about the mark of the beast or of the Antichrist. First, Scripture did not describe the mark itself. It is not clear about what it looks like or what it will depict, nor are we told the beast name itself, nor are we given the meaning of the number 666. There have been many guesses offered about what the number might mean, but if we let Scripture speak for itself, it simply does not say. Second, no one will be able to figure out the beast's name or the meaning of 666 until after the rapture. 2 Thessalonians 2 verses 7 and 8 tells us that the lawless one, that is, the Antichrist, will not be revealed until what is restraining him now is taken out of the way. Trustworthy prophecy scholars have identified this restrainer as the Holy Spirit. Here's what 2 Thessalonians 2 verses 7 and 8 is saying. There is a restrainer that is holding back the lawless one. This restrainer is preventing the Antichrist from making his appearance. But once this restrainer is removed, the Antichrist will be able to rise to power. In other words, once the rapture happens and all believers are removed from the earth, the Holy Spirit who resides in us will be removed as well. When the rapture takes place, all of a sudden, the presence of the Holy Spirit in the lives of millions of believers will be removed. This means that the restrainer will be removed. Not until then will the Antichrist rise on the scene. For this reason, it will be totally impossible for anyone to identify the Antichrist before the rapture. He may be alive on earth, but he will not be allowed to rise until the restrainer is gone. And that won't happen until after the rapture. Third, pay close attention to what Revelation 13.18 actually says. This calls for wisdom. Let the one who has understanding calculate the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man, and his number is 666. Keep in mind that the Antichrist will not arise before the rapture or before the tribulation. If that is true, then it's possible to truly have understanding about him or to calculate his number, because we don't know his identity in the first place. The fact the Antichrist will not be revealed until after the rapture is a strong indicator that Revelation 13.18 is a clue intended to help those who are alive on the earth during the tribulation, and not beforehand. Not until the Antichrist is revealed 
Will anyone have the information they need to put the clues together with understanding and calculate the number? What does all of this mean for us today? We've learned these three important points from Scripture. One, the nature of the mark is not revealed. Two, the identity of the Antichrist won't be known until the tribulation. And three, the mark won't come into existence until the midpoint of the tribulation. These facts serve as powerful reasons for us to avoid making guesses about a mark that won't come into existence until the tribulation and until the rise of the Antichrist. Now, it's possible that some of the prophetic stage setting that God is doing now in preparation for the end times will contribute to the mark of the beast and contribute to the Antichrist's totalitarian rule over the earth. But because the mark itself will not come into existence until the second half of the tribulation, we can safely say there is nothing in our day that serves as the mark. The fact the mark of the beast will not arise until after the rapture gives us the wonderful assurance that we don't need to worry that we might unknowingly accept the mark. When the mark comes into existence, the false prophet will make it clear it is a sign of loyalty to the Antichrist. If the Antichrist is not here yet, then the mark isn't here yet, and it's not possible for us to take the mark by accident. While we may wish we could know more about the mark of the beast, God has chosen not to reveal that information before the appointed time for doing so. But the things we can know are meant to give us comfort. We can take comfort in knowing it's not possible for us to take the mark by accident, and we can trust that God will punish everyone who swears allegiance to the Antichrist. And the most important truth of all is this. No matter how rampant evil becomes as we approach the end time, God has the future firmly in his hand, and nothing will prevent his ultimate victory over the forces of darkness. The Antichrist will experience temporary victories during the tribulation, but God has determined that the tribulation will last for only seven years, and Revelation tells us that in the end, Christ will return and he will bring with him a victory that is permanent. When we view the more frightening detail in the book of Revelation, such as information about the mark of the beast, we have no reason to fear. A far more dominant message in the book of Revelation is that God is totally sovereign. This truth is proclaimed in every single chapter. It's impossible to miss. He will determine the final outcome of everything. This is the ultimate message of Bible prophecy. God will have final say, and no one can overrule him. The fact God declares his sovereignty repeatedly tells us this is the truth he wants us to focus on. This is what we should be preoccupied with. This truth is meant to fill us with confidence at all times. It's a truth that says, no matter how bad our world gets, we have nothing to fear. God gave us Bible prophecy to give us hope. Bible prophecy tells us that God controls everything about the future. When we rest in this truth, we will be filled with peace. That's why the book of Revelation opens with this wonderful promise. 
Blessed is the one who reads aloud the words of this prophecy, and blessed are those who hear and keep what is written in it, for the time is near. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Foreshadows Report. My prayer is that you've been blessed by what I've shared. As we close, Romans chapter 11, verses 33 and 36 comes to mind. Oh, the depth of the riches and wisdom and knowledge of God! How unsearchable are His judgments, and how inscrutable His ways! For from Him, and through Him, and to Him are all things. To Him be the glory forever. As I mentioned a moment ago, Bible prophecy is meant to give us hope. That's the theme that runs all through my book, One Day Nearer. It's a 365-day devotional that looks at prophecies from Genesis to Revelation and that rejoices in the abundance of hope we can find in Bible prophecy. If you'd like to find out more about the book or to order it, you can go to my website, stevemillerresources.com. The goal of the entire book is to build up the hope God has given to us through the hundreds of prophecies found in the Bible. Thank you once again for listening to Foreshadowed Report, and I'm grateful for the support Harvest House Publishers has given to this podcast.